new on Curiosity Stream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns, reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Okay, five, four. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever and wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford aka Slim Cliffy and joining me for the next hour to talk about Jack Roslevic and Jack Roslevic only our single entry assassin Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh how you doing today buddy? I'm pretty well. Jack Roslevic one of my adopted sons so pretty happy with his game yesterday. People were saying oh he's bad he's bad. He's the man. Yeah uh, he had a two goal game last night frustrating on my end. I had a Cole Sillinger one-off uh, to go with Merzlikens. Had I just gone with a cheaper punt defenseman I could have gone with Rozovic and added a couple goals to my single entry and probably cashed, but I did not. Uh, I had Minnesota one. Uh, I didn't cash last night. I went single entry and it was frustrating because I had middle, Minnesota one plus Mers Lickens, uh, and that went fine for me. Um, but I had New Jersey. I had Brat and Hughes with uh, Ryan Graves um, in the late game. And uh we didn't get New Jersey lineups. We didn't get the lines until after lock. So I was kind of stuck um, either just, you know, going with one-offs or a less back or something like that. Um, decided to just stick with New Jersey. And that obviously didn't really do a whole lot. I didn't cash. Not a good night for me. How did you do last night? I'm in cash. Bacon min cash. <laughs> bacon pie is riled up right now. I told everyone to rile them up. Anyway, um, I min cash. That Calgary one empty net goal killed me. I was pretty high up the standings. That was a pretty chalk goal. Kachuk got the three point bonus, and then you know Hedman scored twice in the third period. So I used Minnesota one, Columbus, and then I had a Toffoli, Rasmus Anderson, little mini there. So. Did all right. Could have been better, but we move on to tonight. I like this slate. A lot of road teams in good spots. Yeah, it is an interesting slate uh, here we have tonight. Um, definitely a lot of injury news, guys in and out of the, in and out of the lineup, guys missing, guys suspended. Uh, we will certainly go through uh, all those games one by one in detail. 
Before we do, let's talk about uh, 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 Yahoo a little bit. Yahoo has been the sponsor for the show this entire season. Uh, if you're new to DFS, if you're new to Yahoo DFS specifically, uh, we have some free money to give away uh, through Yahoo. So uh, just click the link below uh, to get some free money from Yahoo. If you haven't played there yet, uh, we will uh, be talking about them a little bit later on. Uh, before we get too much further, if the chat could, please uh, throw us a thumbs up, click that like button, click the subscribe button. Uh, those subscriptions uh, help us a lot. Um, they grow this channel and keep these shows coming on a regular basis. I mean, we usually stop NHL sometime in the second round, maybe uh, the conference finals, which means we have at least uh, two more months of NHL to go. Obviously, MLB starts here in a few weeks. Uh, NBA still in full swing. So uh, lots uh, to watch here. And if you like these shows and want them to keep coming, please click that subscribe button. Uh, click the little bell to get alerts whenever we do go live. As I said, we do have a lot of shows uh, every day. Um, so get if you want to see uh, NBA, PGA, MMA, NASCAR, what have you, just click the bell and get the alerts. Uh, we have free premium tools and data up on the site today. Uh, we have our NBA player projections. I think tonight is a one-game slate, if I'm not mistaken, uh, over in NBA. Uh, but we do have projections for that one game. We also have our NHL ownership projections up for tonight so if you want to see just how highly owned dallas Brown is going to be on this slate head on over to awesome.com and click on our nhl ownership projections they're free for everybody to view and we also have a uh free month of osmo plus platinum to give away and we are giving that away through our osmo podcast channel so head on over uh to the osmo podcast channel leave a five-star review with your twitter handle or your Osmo username, and you'll be entered to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Um, you can click through uh, down below uh, to get to our Osmo podcast. All right, Josh, let's not waste any time getting to these games. We have 10 games ahead of us, a lot of spiciness on the slate. I think this first one, especially uh, a little bit spicy here. We have Carolina with a 3.1 implied goal total. They're going in, into Toronto. Toronto has a 3.0 implied goal total. Um, looks like pretty much status quo on the Carolina side, barring Tony D'Angelo. Uh, he had been out a few weeks now uh, with an injury. Um, he's been skating and practicing with the team. It, it looks like he's effectively a game-time decision tonight. That's interesting to me because, like, their power play wasn't as good without him. Now, the Leafs typically have an excellent penalty kill, uh, but they're still going to be missing Austin Matthews. Uh, this is the second game of his suspension. Um, you know, Carolina does have a 3.1 total. They are facing Eric Calgren, who had, you know, a shutout in his first game. Let's be honest, he played really well, but uh, he's still an AHL rookie. It's just Carolina 1 is awfully expensive here tonight. What do you think, Josh? Yeah. Uh, they're 21-1 on DraftKings, the most expensive line on the slate, but they're coming in at 3%. No Matthews, which I see my fiance in chat. I'm sure she's excited that I can give all my attention to her instead of the love for Austin Matthews. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I kind of like Carolina 1 here tonight. I, I think there's, there's plenty of spots, secondary lines that are cheap enough you can fit with Carolina here or yeah, with Carolina here. And it's Eric Calgren. Like, I know we stacked against him in his first game, but you have to think like he's going to have a, an adrenaline dump in the second game. Like he like put all of his energy into having a good NHL debut. And he's like, whew, that's out of the way. I feel like this is a letdown spot for him. 
And if you're going to get Carolina at low ownership, despite the price, I think, you know, I'm in on Carolina one here. Not too much on the secondary stacks. Like, I guess, like, Carolina three would be okay for a filler, like stall and need a ride or something like that. Um, that's something I, I might look at. There just isn't much super expensive stuff outside of Carolina and, like, Edmonton power play. I guess maybe, like, Washington power play. So, I guess you can consider you know carolina three as a filler for if you want to do some power like expensive power play stuff on the leaf side like normally i, I would be off the leafs top line here but they're going to get that aho teravine and Svechnikov matchup and they're very good offensively but they're also very high paced and they give up a lot of chances defensively so you know you see Tavares punching marner you know two percent i'm kind of inclined to put them in my mme mix the same with 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 Toronto too, not a big Kerfoot guy. I know neither are you, but Nylander and Kasha both on the top power play here. Uh, you know, Carolina has a very, very good penalty kill, but they do take their fair share of penalties. So I don't mind getting to some Nylander Kasha um, in my mix as well. I don't know if I'm going to get to the Leafs in one to three. There's just so many, so many good spots on this 10 game slate, but I, I think, you know, you'd be remiss to fade them in, in even 20 max in MME. Here is uh, the interesting thing I noted about Toronto's game without Austin Matthews is they use their third line as the shutdown line. Um, that has That's something that they just haven't done. They almost always send out Austin Matthews' line. Obviously, they didn't send out John Tavares against top competition. So it'll be Mikheyev, likely be Mikheyev, Camp, and Engvall going out against Carolina 1. The thing about that Toronto third line is they're really good defensively. Um, they've been excellent all season long, 32 shot attempts against per 60 minutes, only 18 scoring chances against per 60 minutes of five on five. They have 130 minutes together in that sample. Like I know it's a rookie, it's a rookie goaltender, but like I said, Toronto typically has an excellent penalty kill. I know Carolina might get Tony D'Angelo back. They might not, but you know, Toronto still has a very good penalty kill and they still have a very good shutdown line. And Carolina one is by far the most most expensive line on the slate. So even though they have um, excellent leverage, like both on DraftKings or FanDuel, where they're both uh, the most expensive lines on the slate, they have excellent leverage. So for that reason, you know, I think they're certainly acceptable to play. I just don't know, you know, as if Colgren doesn't fall on his face here, I wonder how Carolina lights it up because I think it is a pretty good shutdown line that Toronto has assembled here on their third line with uh, Angval and Mikheyev. So I'm not super excited on Carolina one. Carolina two hasn't been very good since they put Martin up there. I honestly, I have no idea why he's on the second line. He probably should be on the fourth line. Um, the, you know, move Kotkaniemi up there, move Derek Stepan up there. Like Derek Stepan's not even having a bad season. It's just, Jordan Martinook on that line, really dragging them down underwater by scoring chance share, only generating 23 scoring chances per 60 minutes together. So I'm with you, like of the two top lines in this game, I like the Toronto top line better here. Um, It's just, they're both very good penalty kills. And when I see two very good penalty killing teams, it worries me about, you know, that five or six goal upside. Yes, they can get there at even strength. Yes, maybe the penalty kill has a bad night, but uh, seems like relying on that on a massive slate I don't know. I like Toronto one more than Carolina one here. Um, but I'm going to say this probably isn't a game where I'm, where I'm going to have much, like maybe I end up with a one-off. Maybe I ended up with a defenseman or something, uh, but that's about it. Speaking of defensemen, let's talk about them. Tony D'Angelo, if he does play 
Looks like he's coming in on DraftKings at 5,500, which it feels about right. He's not a massive peripherals guy. Um, he does kind of rely on the power play for um, his production. And like I said, this isn't a good power play matchup for Carolina. So not sure there's a whole lot I like other than maybe the Boucher, Ilya Labushkin, uh, min price uh, for the Leafs. Could block some shots here tonight from a Carolina team that takes a lot of shots. What do you think? Yeah, I agree on the Labushkin. Uh, that's really about it because, like, even, you know, Rasmus Sandin's still 2,600, but he's down on the third pair. The other guys are above three, which is too much. Like, I don't want to pay over 3K for Toronto defensemen. It's just – it is what it is. On the Carolina side, there really isn't much either outside of correlating with D'Angelo if you are playing Carolina one. Like, Shea and Pesci are over 4K on DraftKings, and that's just too much. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, notice in chat – Wolf Girl says uh, that pretty much locks in a Martin O'Catrick tonight. Um, she obviously pays attention because that's probably what's going to happen now. Who, who was it yesterday? We did it to somebody. Oh, don't ask it's, me. It's always somebody. But yeah, I, I, the chat was just annoyed. There's always, oh, of course, there's always one or two guys yeah. on every slate um, that we slag and that will eventually go out and score. Um, that's just kind of the way it goes. Uh all right, let's just get to the next game. Uh, Dallas, 3.5 implied goal total. They're going into Montreal. The Canadians have a 2.5 implied goal total. Uh, Dallas won. Robertson, Hintz, and Pavelski. They're not that expensive, uh, at least over on DraftKings. Over on DraftKings, they're coming in under 19 k uh, Over on FanDuel, they are the second most expensive line on the slate, so it is uh, a different decision over there. Dallas is probably going to be the highest owned stack on the slate. If not, you know, amongst the top three, uh, depending what happens with Edmonton and their stacks and so, so forth. Here's the interesting thing about Dallas is I was reading this morning uh, from uh, an interview with Rick Bonus, the Dallas head coach, and he was saying it's bothering him how much they're relying on the top line for scoring. I think they said something like 46% of the goals have come from that top line this year. Like the rest of the team just is not producing. He talked that they might have to break up the top line to get some scoring throughout the lineup. And I remember last year, Jason Robertson played a fair bit on, down on the second line. Now, they're expected to start the game together. And I imagine like if Dallas gets out to a two or three, nothing lead, which they very well could, they're a heavy favorite here tonight to get out to a lead. They're not going to break the lineup up, but if, you know, Montreal gets out to a one or two, nothing lead, maybe it's in the back of his head that they have to uh, break up the lines. I'm trying to find reason to talk myself out of playing 20% plus Dallas one tonight. What do you think about this game, Josh? Yeah, they're 18-9 on DraftKings, which is reasonable, and they're projected in our lineup builder for 41.2 DraftKings points, which is legitimately asinine. But the, the thing is, like, they're coming in at over 21%, and it's a 10-game slate. So, like, it's one of those questions where do you want to play them in an in elite spot? And if they get there, you and a quarter of the field have them, you know what I mean? Or you can fade them and hope they bust, and then you're ahead of you know, like quarter of the field. Now, Jake Allen is starting for the Canadians tonight, and let's just be honest, he's a better goaltender than Dikembe Montembeau. Like it just is what it is. Like Allen has the potential to just like he's not some superstar, but he's he's a pretty good goalie. He has the potential to like I, I, that. I yeah, I think at worst he's a good backup goalie in the yeah. NHL or like a low end starter. Like he's not some AHL goalie. 
And he's 6,700 on DraftKings. I'm almost tempted to be more tempted to play Jake Allen over Dallas one here. That's not how leverage works in DFS really, but that being, that being said, like in one to three in on Dallas one, but I think fading them is a very good option as well. Just, it's just like, it's a 10 game slate, 22%. We, we saw some of these lines last night, these top lines weren't even 22% and it was, a four-game slate. Like, Minnesota won, was under 10% on a four-game slate. Hence, Robertson Pavelski, Avery, <laughs> is it, hold on. Hence, Pavelski Robertson is 18-9 on a 10-game slate. And I, I, I think, you know, ownership is kind of price-driven there as well, but, like, I, I'm fine with the play because it's one of the best power play spots on the night. You know, the Dallas power play hasn't been great recently, but, like, they're still an elite 5-on-5 five five matchup. What worries me is just the ownership. So, like, I know we say ownership don't, doesn't matter, but, like, in this situation, it does. Like, playing them is fine. But if they get there on a 10-game slate, you and a quarter – you have to be better than the other quarter of the field who has them as well, you know what I mean? So, like, it almost makes more sense to fade them and hope they bust in one to three and see if you can, you know, get a low owned line in a similar spot to do better. But if you want to play Dallas one, I think that's fine. Going down the Dallas lineup, there just isn't much else that I want to play. On the Canadian side, we just don't know lines. Like Dvorak's back. We just don't know. Like if it's Dvorak, Caulfield, Lekkinen, like that's a filler that I'll be interested in. Uh, Hoffman, Suzuki, Gallagher, like they're going to get Dallas one. So, Oh no! Like Evans may be going out against Dallas one. Yeah, um, they they moved to like the second third lines for shutdown. They're not using Suzuki yeah. as much in that role anymore. So like yeah, maybe some Montreal one, but like we just don't know lines. Could it be Hoffman Suzuki Gallagher? Probably, but would you be surprised to see Suzuki Caulfield Gallagher? No. So like this is a seven o'clock game, so we have to see lines before our conjecture. Like one of these top two lines that avoids Hinson Robertson, I'll probably have some interest in depending on the line combination. I'm telling you now, if it is Dvorak, Lekin and Caulfield, they're definitely going to be heavy in my mix for a filler. Yeah. I, I just want to talk about Dallas's uh, big injury. Um, not injury. He's sick, but Miro Haskin and being out of the lineup, we talked about it in the last game. I think like we're, I, I talked about how missing him will obviously hurt the team. I don't think I really hammered that point home enough. When Haskinen and Rope Hints are on the ice together this year. New on Curiosity Stream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns. Reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Dallas is generating 3.3 expected goals for. That drops down to about 2.85 without him, which if you want to do the math, is about a 15% drop in expected goals. Even worse is the expected goals against rise by over one full goal against per 60 minutes. Like I said it on our last show uh, that Dallas was on anyway, Miro Haskinen has been absolutely elite defensively this year and 
they don't have anybody that can pick up his minutes. They can try to spread them out to Ryan Suter and Yanni Hockenpah and all those guys, but there's nobody that can eat his minutes. And I think it hurt, like it hurts the team offensively. Don't get me wrong. And I don't think Dallas one is as good without Haskin in, in the lineup, um, especially at five on five. But I think it hurts them a lot more defensively. So that's why, like, we don't have the Montreal lineup. I'm going to wait to see. I'm going to build as Hoffman, Suzuki, and Gallagher are playing. Um, but I am going to have, like, a secondary, uh, like a secondary crunch ready um, with Caulfield, Suzuki, um, as a two-man plus a defenseman or something like that, because I think they could reunite them. We'll see when lineups hit. But if Suzuki, Gallagher, and Hoffman are going up against Peterson, Sagan, and Luke Clendenning, and we know Dallas is much worse defensively without Miro Haskinen in the lineup, I kind of like Montreal 1 uh, in this spot here tonight. Um, they typically come in with a ton of ownership because of their price, but they're coming in under 4% by our top stack. So, yeah, Montreal 1 for me in this game, definitely some interest. Um, assuming they don't do something weird, like have a top line of like Dolphin, Pitlick, Suzuki or something like that. Like something weird can happen. But if it's something along the lines of Hawkman, Suzuki, Gallagher, adding Caulfield, even adding Lekkonen or something like that, I do have some interest in Montreal one. Like I think Dallas one, I agree with you. I think they're fine here tonight. You know, I got punished last night for fading the chalk. You know, when that Calgary, Calgary one train came through yeah, at midnight. Oh boy, I got run over. So that's the problem with fading the chalk is when the when the chalk does go off, you can basically just close your laptop and throw on a movie. If that happens to me tonight, so be it. No problem playing Dallas one here tonight. I think the way I'm going to build is I'm going to be fading them. So Montreal won for me in this game. On the blue line, um, with Ben Sherratt traded, I assume that means uh, a ton of minutes for guys like uh, Brett Kulak, Alex Romanoff. Um Kind of like those guys for a super cheap defenseman here. As, again, on the Dallas side, I think there are multiple Dallas defensemen to use. Uh, SLN Dallas, fine. Um, you know, if you want to go all the way down to Yanni Hawk and Pom in price, that's fine as well. You know, maybe not right away. But if you look at, like, Ben Trott's numbers, like, he's an average defensive defenseman at best. So, like, Montreal's defense may actually improve. He, one thing he does a lot is take a lot of penalties yeah. and, you know, Montreal doesn't have a great penalty kill. So I'm wondering, you know, if this doesn't help them kind of by proxy because they're not taking as many penalties anymore. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's I, get to it. Yeah, no, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, I like Kulak, Joel Edmondson is fine. Min Price, Romanoff. If you're doing Dallas one, Klingberg obviously makes sense to correlate uh, or just, you know, as long as Hawk and Paws in the top two pairs, I think he's also fine. Yeah, he, he. I think he's been down to like 18, 19 minutes of late, but even that for 2,500, uh, perfectly fine. Next game, Nashville, 3.5 implied goal total. They're going into Philly. The Flyers have a 2.6 implied goal total. Uh, Claude Giroux is playing his 1,000th game as a Philadelphia Flyer here tonight. Hopefully they have uh, a little bit of oomph uh, in their step, but two things about, Flor about Philly here. One, Morgan Frost uh, skating with Claude Giroux on a line together. Morgan Frost is supposed to be one of their top prospects, just, just really hasn't worked out for them for him yet. Number two, um, they said that uh, uh, there might be some changes coming into the bottom six. I think, you know, like Max Willman uh, or something might be coming into the lineup. The important part that I noticed about Philly's last game is they're not really line matching. Um, nothing really to speak of anyway. So I don't think there's really a line you want to avoid from the Flyers anyway. Uh, 
Nashville won. They've been playing kind of good of late um, since Brian Johansson got moved up there. Not great, but good. What do you think? Yeah, I see Forsberg 7,400 on DraftKings, Duchesne back over 6K, even Ryan Johansson 4K here. But like, this is a 3.5 total on the road, and they've been scoring, and they're similarly priced to Dallas tonight. They're, what, 17.6. They're $1,300 cheaper than Dallas on DraftKings, and they're coming in at a fourth of the ownership in a similar matchup. I'm not saying the Flyers are as bad as the Canadians. Like, it's a better matchup for Dallas, don't get me wrong, but I just think that this is still a really good spot. Maybe the Flyers are juiced up tonight for Claude Giroux's thousands game for the Flyers. I'm not sure that's going to help their penalty kill or their defense, you know what I mean? Like, if anything, like, Giroux's going to, you know, have a little pep in the step and try to score more. But I'm in on Nashville one tonight. 5% ownership, I think, is fine on a five-game slate. It's like the theme for tonight. All these top lines on the road are in really good spots. So, like, I know people are more comfortable stacking home teams, but it is what it's going to be. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in on Nashville one. If you want to leave Johansson off, I guess it's fine. Like, I think if I'm going to use Nashville, I'm just going to full stack. I might even try to get in Yossi, too. Like, he's 8,200. So, like, Nashville one plus Yossi could get you on a fairly unique path depending on, you know, the rest of your build. Not that you have to worry about it much in single entry or, you know, MME. Like, it's more of an MME thing, like trying to get unique. And I think trying to get unique in MME is you include Yossi in your Nashville one stacks. Going down the lineup, there isn't too much I'm interested in on the, the depth of Nashville. Maybe, like, if you're looking for, like, a super cheap two-man to get into Edmonton power plays, like, Taylor or Tanner Janot with Yakov Trenin, like they've been pretty good for a third line, but like that seems like that's more for like our boss Jake in his 149th out of 150 lineup getting some Yakov Trenin in there. Uh, on the flyer side, listen, like we've talked about it ad nauseum how bad the Nashville penalty kill has been. It's gotten a little bit better, but it's still not great. Let's see with lines here, like, and it just drives me absolutely nuts that Derek Broussard's on the top power play. But that second line of Randerine's, like, Broussard, Atkinson's fully correlated. Yeah, they don't really line match, but if they did, I doubt they'd go out against Nashville 1. So I'm kind of in on Flyers' second line here as, you know, a 20 max to 150 max type of play. And I think, you know, Drew is obviously fine tonight. I think you know, if you live on Narrative Street, which a lot of DFS players do, I think you, you know, you stack the top line here. But that second line being fairly cheap, fairly cheap, like it's really cheap. It's 11-1 on DraftKings and fully correlated, I think, makes some sense as a filler in MME. Here's my issue with Nashville is they're doing like a lot of other teams are doing and really starting to spread out the ice time. Um, they only have two forwards in the month of March playing over 17 minutes a game. Uh, and one of them is Michael Cranland. And I don't think like he might get one shot on goal every 50 minutes of ice time or something <laughs> like that. So uh, the only guy getting significant minutes that is really valuable to us is Matthew Shane, like Forsberg's at like 1630, like um, Brian Johansson's at like uh, just under 17 minutes. Like they're not playing very much. 
and they're not that cheap either. That's the other thing here. Nashville won 17-6. Like when you see the rest of the lines on this slate, they're a top 10 line by pricing here tonight. That feels kind of extreme for me. Um, you know, more expensive than Buffalo, more expensive than the Rangers top line, more expensive than San Jose top line, more expensive than the Vegas top line, more expensive, $3,000 more expensive than the Kings top line. Like, I, it's just, for me, it's a function of one of price and two of ice time. Why I don't really like Nashville. Um, I think it's a case where I, I think I'd rather play Roman Yossi than anything else. I get that he's getting really, really expensive. Um, if you want to fade Yossi, that's fine. It's just, I don't really want to stack a line that's going to play like 16 minutes tonight and pay like 17,600 for them. You know what I mean? It, I'd rather just go somewhere else. So I think Nashville one is fine because there's not a matchup that I'm concerned about on the flyer side. And as you mentioned, that flyers penalty kill is awful and they're all fully correlated on the top power play. So I'm at least going to leave Nashville in the mix, like in my consideration mix. Um, but they're not going to be prioritized or anything like that for me. On the Flyers side, um, that Flyers second line just hasn't been very good oh, in almost any, any incarnation. Like Broussard and Atkinson without Giroux, like we're looking at a sub 40% scoring chance shared. They just, they're just, and then you look down on the third line, Kevin Hayes just hasn't been able to put his season together. So then you're relying on Limblom and Fairby to carry him, which they can't. So I think for me, if anything, it's a Giroux connect me. Frost stack, Drew connect me to man, something like that. Uh, it'd be either of the top lines for me uh, in this game. On the blue line, like I said, playing Roman Yossi, absolutely fine here. Um, uh, Travis Sanheim at 3K, I find kind of interesting. I think he's a good defenseman um, for that price. Um, not a bad matchup for him either, but that's about it. What do you think? Yeah, it's just Yossi or bust for me on the national side. I guess like Ekholm's fine. If you need like a like a mid three punt, and yeah, I agree with you. Sandheim's probably the only guy I would consider on the on the flyer side. Yeah, I noticed in chat um, Cosmo saying uh, would suggest a full fade on Yossi. Like I can't really disagree with that when he's eighty two hundred on the road and will be one of the ten most owned skaters on the entire slate. Um, I just think he's still really really good, and this is a pretty good matchup for him. That's all. So. Uh, I think it's in that Dallas one situation where either way, I think is perfectly fine here. If you haven't checked out our premium betting picks, picks subscription, now is the time. Today is the last day. You can click the link below to subscribe to our betting picks discord channel for $10 off. Uh, you enter the promo code. Let me see those picks. One word, all caps. Each day, Alex Osmo Baker, Ben Raza and Steve DeColtz buzzard use Osmo's industry leading projection models to identify the best potential ROI situations and provide catered snapshot betting analysis in an actionable time frame. Check out today's best bets below. All right. Uh, Washington, 3.8 implied goal total going to Columbus. Jackets have a 2.7 implied goal total. Columbus played last night. Columbus won last night, 4-1 in Ottawa. So some, some travel going from Ottawa to Columbus across that border, not nothing. Uh, Washington is in town. This is a good matchup for the Caps. Washington is doing the same thing that I just mentioned with Nashville and really starting to spread out the ice time. I don't remember seeing this since basically, I think Adam Oates was the coach. Alex Ovechkin is under. Honestly, I think yeah. 
he was the guy that almost sewered his career, wasn't it? It was him or Dale Hunter, one of the oh, other. Oh, it was probably both. <laughs> so, um, Alex Ovechkin in the month of March is playing under 18 minutes a game. That is extremely rare for him. He was like 20, 21 minutes earlier in the season. Like at his lowest, he'd probably play like 19 to 20. 17 to 18 minutes feels extremely low but it is the Columbus Blue Jackets. They're not a very good defensive team, and it is a back-to-back for them. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, that's the problem. Like, the Jackets, back-to-back, probably not Merzlikens in that pretty bad penalty kill. But again, like, Ovechkin, 8,400. That's a that's a steep price to play for 18 minutes. Granted, he probably could, you know, no one ever guards him on the power play for whatever reason his whole career. He could get two goals pretty quickly. So, yeah, like, in theory, I'm fine with the Caps. I just hate stacking the Caps. And with, like, Shiri on that top line, they are not good. It, it's just it's just miserable. Like, they're going to get the line in matchup, but, like, I almost prefer Columbus 1 here to Washington 1. You're getting almost no ownership. We'll, we'll, we'll work through this here. <laughs> they're 12-4 to full stack. They're coming in at 1%. Listen, the Caps, the Caps are pretty good defensively, pretty good penalty kill. Like, their goalies have been up and down. And Shiri on that top line, just, I don't know what it what it is with, like, Shiri on Ovechkin's numbers. It's just, they're just not great. So, like, for that price, I don't mind Columbus 1 here as a filler. Like, I, I wouldn't advise going bonkers they played yesterday but they still have a 2.7 total at home against a good team that's not nothing you know what i mean like i i think they're a nice low owned filler tonight they're fully correlated i'm coming around on line a now just because like now he's not super chalk and he has a decent five on five matchup despite like how bad you know the analytics say his line is it's just it is what it is with line a there's those guys like Line A, Patrick Kane. There's others. So, like, I'm okay with Columbus 1 as a filler in MME. I don't know if I'd full stack anything on the Washington side. If anything, I'll probably just power play stack. You know, go Backstrom, Ovechkin, Carlson, Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Oshie, something, you know, mix and match those guys. Like, I treat Washington like I do Edmonton. Put Ovechkin in and, and you know, put a couple guys around him on the power play. But full stacking, like – Maybe I want to full stack Washington too, but they've just been so bad. Like I need to see a good game out of them first before like, like I kind of want to get ahead of the trends there, but like they're coming in almost 7%. So like, I don't know. It just feels bad stacking a bad line at 7%. I've done that before. Uh, <laughs> I will. I, and I will do it again. I promise you that. Um, yeah. Here's with Connor Sheary up on the top line. You mentioned that they're not doing very well. Like, they're underwater by scoring chance share, and they're only generating 26 scoring chances per 60 minutes at five on five. Like, that's not very good. As you mentioned, it should be a good matchup going into Columbus one, but also not a huge sample. We're getting just over 50 minutes, but Rosovic and Line 8 have actually played fairly well together this year. Like, I get some of those minutes, uh, you know, not always against top lines, but, you know, I just said this Washington top line hasn't been good. Um, so I'm kind of with you. Like, I laughed this morning when our boss, uh, Jay Curry, said uh, he might play Columbus tonight because <laughs> he's just been railing against Patrick Line for like right. a month. Two months, yeah. 
And now that you talk it out, and now that I think about it, like it does make some sense to get some Columbus wine. And at at two percent, one to two percent ownership, you don't need a lot. Um, you might. I don't think you have to play them in your one to threes, but in my twenty max, I think I'll be definitely considering them as a filler. You know, four lineups out of twenty or something like that um, would be just you know more than enough. So yeah, I'm kind of with you on Columbus one. On the Washington side, um, or sorry, Columbus two is kind of interesting as well. Um, they didn't get there last night. I thought they would, but I thought they played fairly well. I don't know if I would full stack them, but I would certainly say that uh, our buddy Oliver Bjorkstrand certainly back in play uh, as a one-off. On the Washington side, I think it's, as much as I hate to say it, is probably power play stack or nothing. Like, since Anthony Manta came back, that second line just hasn't found its footing yet. Um, you know, 45% of the shot share, 44% of the scoring chances. Like, that's just not good um, at all. So, um, I think the way to go might be power play stack in Washington. You mentioned the Columbus penalty kill. Um, definitely hasn't been great. Uh, it's not like the Washington power play uh, has been great either. But, you know, Columbus is towards the middle of the pack. It is a back-to-back on the, you know, uh, for them. So, uh, I think it's... Maybe Washington power play stack, maybe a little bit of Columbus one, but honestly, there's just um, not a whole lot uh, that terribly interests me in this game, let's say. Uh, so, yeah, Washington power play, uh, Columbus one. On the blue line, um, I typically don't play a lot of Washington defensemen. Um, Orlov, is, I think, is too expensive. Like, Fairberry, I think, is fine at 3,100. I just worry about an actual shot volume for him to get the shot blocks. I don't know, man. I don't think this is a game where I'm grabbing my defenseman. What do you think? Yeah, like normally Peak or Gavrikov are fine, but like, I don't know. Washington doesn't generate a ton five on five. So I, I think I agree with you. Like outside of correlating, I'm probably going to look elsewhere. New on Curiosity Stream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns. Reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Yep, so let's look to our next game then. New York Islanders, 2.6 implied goal total. Going into New York to face the Rangers. Uh, the Rangers have a 2.9 implied goal total. Um, I'm laughing because uh, you guys can't see. On the other side of the screen, Josh is doing his Frank the Tank impression. It got me laughing during the show yesterday. Frank Vitrano was traded to the Rangers yesterday. Not 100% confirmed he plays tonight, but... Um, it certainly looks like he's going to play. Uh, beat writers are expecting him to play. We don't know exactly where he's going to slot in. I, I think like he could slot in on the third line, but I think you and I are both expecting him to slot in on the second line uh, with Dryden Hunt. All right, what do you think here? This is an interesting game because, like, for whatever reason, for the past three, four weeks, the Rangers have been chalk. 
and they're just not tonight. Now, the I think I know why. It's because the Islanders don't take penalties, and the Rangers are pretty reliant on the power play. So, yeah, we could be at a stalemate here. And this is a rivalry game. Like, these are always, like, low-scoring, chippy, nightmare fuel, watching paint dry type games. So, like, yeah, I get the ownership here on both sides is really low, but I think there's some merit to going to both top lines here. Um, you know, it's going to be Igor. Yorgiev, you know, was in last game. They're just giving Igor a breather after giving up, you know, three goals in back-to-back games the first time since, like, we landed on the moon in 1969. So, he just, you know, he needed to, you know, get some grease on the on the joints and work it out. That being said, like, that top line for the Islanders is still creating over four expected goals per 60. Rangers aren't great five on five. They're coming in at 1%. You know, I, like stacking against Igor on a 10-game slate feels bad. But at 1% in MME, it does not take much to get over the field here. And, like, the Islanders' top line right now have been playing like LA2 was earlier in the year. Like, they're just just – foot to the gas, just all game. So I think, you know, they're fine in MME. I don't think I'll get there in one to three. But, you know, for a line creating over four expected goals per 60, <laughs> like, I'm going to play him despite Igor. On the Rangers side, I think, if anything, like as much as I want to play, you know, Panarin, Strom, Frank, the tank tonight, I think it's the top line just because they're their best five-on-five line right now. Um, you know, power play stacking seems not great in this spot. You know, they are expensive, but Lafreniere, 2,800, leader in five-on-five goals since he came to the NHL, so on the Rangers. So I, I think it's New York Rangers one. But again, like, I don't think I'm going to prioritize any of these lines in one to three. Now, I guess, like, if you want to play Rangers two, if Frank is there, he's min-price, you know what I mean? They at least price Panarin up, but, like, him, like he's been really bad with Strom five on five recently, so I don't know how much Frank Vitrano is going to help over Dryden Hunt. I saw some comparables. They think like all these Rangers like bloggers are like with Frank Vitrano, think Colin Blackwell, but better. You know what I mean? So like Rangers bloggers give me a headache, but you know what? I I just don't think like Strom Panarin Vitrano like they need to you know build some chemistry. So from a five on five standpoint, it's going to be the both top lines in this game. I'm just going to take like a minute to talk about Frank Petrano because um, talking about styles and how chemistry might work between players is something we do talk about here. Um, shameless plug. I wrote about uh, season long fantasy hockey over at Dauber hockey. And I wrote about Petrano um, yesterday and this morning. And basically the Toronto, he does two things. Well, he can carry the puck. Well, which sounds simple enough, but it's really not. But like, I mean, that's that's big for that line because they need someone to drive possession. Right. He he he's pretty good at um once he if he can get the puck on his stick in the neutral zone, he knows how to get around defenders to get into the zone with control so that they can kind of set up an offensive play. He's good at that. He's also a very good finisher. That it's been his hallmark his entire career is that he's actually a good finisher. Um you know, depends what you want to look at, but he's probably like in the 90th percentile for finishing impact. Um, very, very good at putting the puck in the net. One thing he can't do very well, two things he can't do very well is one, he doesn't, he's not a good defender. Um, he's not a good two-way winger. 
Um, that's where I think he might hurt in, over Dryden Hunt. Like, I think Dryden Hunt is a little bit better defensively than Matrano. And Matrano's not a good playmaker. But I don't think he needs to be a good playmaker on that line, right? Like, Stroman Panarin, like, especially Panarin, are pretty good playmakers themselves. They need somebody to finish. And I think Vitrano will fit in perfectly there, right? Get the puck in, get the puck to Panarin, find an open spot, take the shot. Um, I think it can work. I agree with you. I think I'm still going with Rangers one here tonight because you mentioned that Islanders top line. Yeah, they're generating like crazy. <laughs> 45 scoring chances generated for 60 minutes, which is just obscene. Where the difference is with Los Angeles, too, is they're not very good defensively. They're giving up 38 scoring chances against per 60 minutes in their time together. To put into context how high 38 scoring chances against per 60 is, the worst team in the league since February 1st is San Jose at about 37 scoring chances against per 60 minutes. So this line is allowing more per 60 than the worst team in the league over the last six weeks. That's why I kind of like the Rangers top line here tonight. I will uh, have a bit of them uh, here in this game. And I agree with you. I would full stack. I wouldn't power play stack here. So it'd be Zeba, Kreider, and Lafreniere for me. If you want to go down to Rangers too, I think assuming Vitrano is there, it would be a fairly low owned stack because I think a lot of people are going to assume, or at least a lot of lineup sites are assuming Dryden Hunt is still on the second line. So I think it could be a low owned stack. Um, it's just like you said, I think that line needs kind of needs the power play to get there. Whereas I don't think the same uh, necessarily said for the top line. So I like the Islanders top line uh, here in this one. Islanders, like I'm out on Pajot and Bailey. Like I've said, Bailey just kind of sinks every single line he's on. And he's done that uh, to the JGP line as well. Uh, 39% of the scoring chances in their sample together. If there's anything that makes me want to play Rangers 2 a bit more, it's that. It's that they're going into that. that well, maybe not. Maybe they see Barzal, but um, nothing for me uh, on the Islanders side. Rangers 1. On the blue line, Adam Pellet didn't skate for the Islanders this morning, uh, but he is expected to play. Him and Scott Mayfield have finally seen their prices come down to something approaching reasonable. I noticed on the Rangers, they're starting to play um, – fairly even minutes like you know Adam Fox is around 23 ish minutes of late and like you're getting Keandre Miller Jacob Truba Ryan Lindgren those guys are like 20 to 22 so I think you know there is some merit to going down to like Miller or Lindgren but I don't like paying 3k plus for those guys so I think for me maybe Adam Pellick or Scott Mayfield from the Islanders that's it what do you think yeah I'm gonna agree like I'm not super thrilled about this game from defense. Like Truba, maybe if you're like 5,800 is a lot to pay for a combo meal here, but like, I don't mind him as a one. I'd rather run off him than Adam Fox. If you want to punt like Keandre Miller, like if he was like 2,700, I'd be more interested, but three K seems a bit steep right now. Yep. I agree with that. Um, I talked about Yahoo a little bit earlier in the show. We have partnered with Yahoo fantasy to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below. Deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you've played in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you'd like to speed up the process of getting access, email support at Osmo.com. We'll get you set up right away. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking the link in the video description below, and that can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including tonight's $5,000 NHL baller. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot 
at winning big. Uh, should probably shout out our boss, Jake Hardy. I think he took down a Yahoo contest last night. Uh, awesome for him. Um, but yeah, if you're a first time user, you can get some free money from Yahoo. Just click through below. Um, Pittsburgh, 3.1 implied gold total. Going into St. Louis, the Blues have a 3.0 implied gold total. The Blues pulled off the old uh, shimmy and shake on us here. Robert Thomas practiced yesterday, practiced today, practiced with the power play, not playing though. Um, okay. Uh, looks like Braden Shen probably back on the second line uh, with Jordan Cairo and Vladimir Tarasenko. Pavel Buchnevich is back in the lineup for the Blues. I think he, his was an illness or something like that. There's so many injuries. Uh, looks like he's going to be lining up on the third line. Evan Rodriguez still on the top line uh, with Pittsburgh, which means Brian Rust on the second line with Malkin. Um, I talked to you um, a little bit earlier in our Discord. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly had a really, really tough start to the season. Like his first at least three months were just bad, like still good defensively, but otherwise bad. Uh, that St. Louis top line has really turned the corner over the last month or so. They've been absolutely excellent. Um, this, this isn't the same breakdown I would have given a month ago with the St. Louis team. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, and I had to ask you, I had to make sure I was reading it right. Like they, like besides them turning around offensively, they have not given up a goal in the past month at five on five. Yeah. <laughs> like they're going to get pit one here, Crosby, Gensel, Rodriguez. And I was like, ah, Erod season canceled. And then Jake's like, yeah, but like, they're still creating a lot. So I'm going to play them because Jake has no spine and won't X out any lines on a 10 game slate. I'm just kidding. I really like, I do like pit one here, but like in one to three, I'm probably going to be out on pit one as that, as much as that makes me sad. Cause I, I've been clamoring for Gensel, Crosby, Rodriguez since he left that line, but like, the O'Reilly numbers are hard to ignore here. Um, for me, I'm going to go to pit two. They're coming in at one and a half percent. Probably going to get Shen, Kairu, Tarasenko. Like, if it was Robert Thomas there, I'd maybe be like, eh. But, like, <clears throat> Malkin and Rust on the top power play, coming in at one and a half percent, I think it's fine. Probably won't play him in one to three, but I think they can be in your mix in MME. Like, Heinen and Malkin have had a long sample this season. They've been They've been playing well together. I would imagine Rust is an upgrade from whoever else has been there. So I don't mind pit two. Pit one, you can have an MME. I think the more lineups you make, the more likely it is to get pit one in. And as weird as it is for me to say, on the St. Louis side, it is the St. Louis top line here. Like, yeah, with Rodriguez replacing R Rust, like maybe they shore up their stuff defensively. We just don't know yet. So like at 3% for St. Louis one, I'll take some shots. Like. Not a huge believer in Tristan Yari. I know, like, he's obviously an NHL starter. He was an all-star this year over Igor. <laughs> but, like, I'll take a stab on, on St. Louis 1 here. It's a three total. Um, you go down the line of Kairou, Shen, Tarasenko. They're coming in under 1%. I guess that's fine. Like, again, it's that minutes thing with the Blues. They just spread out their ice time. So I'd rather just go to the cheaper line in, in St. Louis 1 tonight. Yeah, um, what St. Louis does is they basically don't play their fourth line. Uh, so lines one to three, like you'll see them like 15 to 20 minutes. All nine of those guys will probably be somewhere in that range. Like with Robert Thomas out, I'm not sure how that might change. Like I don't know if they want to play Logan Brown 16 minutes here tonight or whatever. Um, but I agree with you. I can't believe I'm saying this. I agree with you on the St. Louis top line. 
like Pittsburgh had genuinely their top line has genuinely been falling off for about a month until before they were broken up a couple of games ago. And like, you're right. Evan Rodriguez might help there, but like Rodriguez has had a pretty bad second half of the season himself. So I don't think it's a guarantee that they will be better. Um, and that St. Louis top line is relatively cheap. Like they're basically fillers filler priced uh, on DraftKings here tonight. Um, so I think they're fine here as a filler. Like normally I play St. Louis too, but with Braden Shen there, I really don't have any interest. Um, he's burned me plenty of times uh, so far this year, but his underlying metrics are bad. And that second line, 43% in their sample together, 43% of the scoring chances. So out on St. Louis two, don't want to play St. Louis three. So yeah, St. Louis one for me going into an uncertain pit one line. Um, on the Pittsburgh side, it might be that second line that I like here. Uh, Malkin, Rust, and Heinen. Um, they haven't played a lot together this year, but going back a couple years, uh, Rust and Malkin controlling 57% of the scoring chances in their sample together. They're very good. So um, that's where I would look on the Pittsburgh side is I would get away from the Ryan O'Reilly matchup and I would look towards Malkin and Rust down on the second line. Uh, St. Louis one for me on the other side. On the blue line, uh, not a whole lot that I really want to play here. Like, oh my God, I can't believe they're still playing Marco Scandella on the top pair. Um, Tori Krug and, and Colton Pareko are playing like 24 minutes of late. So, um, or sorry, Justin Falk and Colton Pareko are. So I always say I don't mind Justin Falk as a one-off. I don't mind him here tonight, but honestly, this is another game where I don't like my defenseman. Outside of correlating, I don't even like correlating on the Blues because like <laughs> they split up their power play units. And I just don't like playing. I don't know what, like, Tory Krug, that's that's something people are going to have to look at. Leaving Boston, going to the St. Louis, like, I don't know what happened to him, but that's for another time. Yeah, outside of correlating, looking elsewhere. All right, let's look into the next game then. Buffalo, 2.7 implied gold total going into Edmonton. The Oilers have a 3.9 implied gold total. Uh, the news here from the Oilers side is that it uh, looks like Jesse Puliyarvi is going to be back in the lineup going on to the second line with Leon Dreisaitl and Zach Hyman that has pushed Ryan McLeod uh, down the lineup. That line actually hadn't been bad together. Um, surprised that they broke it up so fast, but it is the Oilers. Um, here come the Oilers after all. Um, they will also probably go out against the Buffalo top line. They've been using Dreisaitl a little bit more as a shutdown center. Um, okay. Uh, Buffalo's top line, uh, actually carrying a little bit of ownership here, but not a lot, three to 4%. Uh, I think there's a lot to play on both sides here. And I'm wondering how many people actually get to Buffalo. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I saw there was a little bit of discussion on Buffalo in our discord this morning and everyone's like, oh, I don't want to play them because they're the Buffalo Sabres, this and that. But it is the Edmonton Oilers, the clown show of the league, really. And they're starting Mike Smith tonight. Let me repeat that a little bit slower. The Oilers, in the year of 2022, are starting Mike Smith. <laughs> they just got rickrolled by the Wings. They somehow won the game, but, you know. The Wangs, without Bertuzzi and Fabry, giving up five goals to them. They're like, you know what? You know who's our stopper? Mike Smith. Yeah, I like Buffalo one here. I prefer to play them at home. But like, they're not at home, and I still want to play them. Alex Tuck at 5,800, I think, is a good price. 
um, for what he does. Like the line's not super expensive. They're in the 17s. They're a little bit cheaper than uh, Nashville one, and you know they're going to play their minutes. Like with them, you know they're going to play the minutes. So they're going to get that dry saddle matchup for the most part. Um, so, you know, I'm in on Buffalo one. Oilers, it's the, it's the same deal, right? You want to full stack that second line? I think that's fine. But like, again, with me, I like having McDavid and working in the other guys. So uh, I'll do McDavid, Kane, Dreisaitl. I would assume Puliarvi takes the power play role back from Yamamoto, but like, we just don't know until we get into the game. So I think McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Kane are your safest bets for the three who are going to see the most power play time. But like, if, if you have a lean play, those guys power play stack for the Oilers, Buffalo one for me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with you uh, on the power play stack with Edmonton. Cause I think both top lines are definitely in play here tonight. Um, Buffalo one. Um, yeah. Buffalo one still, generating a lot still generating 35 scoring chances per 60 minutes over their last 100 minutes they're still very good um and it's not as if you know that edmonton penalty kill is stout or anything um bottom 10 by expected goals against uh over their last uh 17 games going back to february 1st okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bottom five by most times shorthanded. Uh, and, bottom ten, and bottom five by actual goals allowed. Like just an abysmal penalty kill. Uh, and Buffalo one will play all their minutes together on the power play. So I do like the Buffalo one here tonight. If you don't want to go all the way up to Buffalo one, like I think Rasmus Dolan makes a perfectly fine one off here tonight on the blue line for Buffalo. Um, nothing from their depth for me. Um, sometimes I might get into their depth. They really aren't playing particularly well of late. And that's kind of why I really like the McDavid line here. Um, if you want to power play stack the others, that's fine. I like the McDavid line. They're going to be getting those second and third lines from Buffalo, and they haven't been good. Um, you'll get a, probably at least two of the guys, if not all three, on the top power play unit. And, you know, we talk about the power plays. Even if Yamamoto does get moved off uh, from Puliyarvi, they do the split thing where Yamamoto will come off after a minute and Puliyarvi will go on for last minute or vice versa or whatever. So I think you're fine to play either guy. I really do like Buffalo one here tonight and I do like Edmonton one. So it's both top lines for me in this game. If you want to power play stack the Oilers go right ahead on the blue line. Like I said, I think Rasmus Dahlin is just fine as a one-off. I think Henry Yokoharyu with the minutes he's played since he's returned uh, is fine as a punt from the Buffalo side on the Edmonton side. 
Tyson Berry back to power play one, baby. Uh, Duncan Keith and Cody Cece are getting the minutes. I don't know. I think if I were to play an Oilers defenseman and I wasn't correlating in the power play with Barry, it would probably just go to Darnell Nurse. What do you think? Yeah, or you can go all the way down to Min Price. Cowboy Chris Russell, baby. He's back. <laughs> um, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Oh, man, Cowboy Chris Russell. Yeah, but I agree with you on Darling. Oilers, blue line is always a festival if Barry's on power play one. Uh, yeah, I see Cosmo and Chad saying uh, Edmonton top four skate defenseman minutes. Yeah, that's basically about right. Um, <laughs> that's one of the one of the upsides of playing um, Edmonton on a given slate. All right, let's move this along. Detroit 2.6 implied goal total going into Vancouver. The Canucks have a three and a half implied goal total. This game is a mess. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Nils Hoglander, Connor Garland, uh, Quinn Hughes. Uh, we're all not at morning skate today. I've been looking for updates um, since that morning skate to see what else we could get. I haven't seen anything, uh, you know, one way or another. I did see uh, like Quinn Hughes not there. Didn't see an update from him. They said Pedersen and Hoglander are going to be game time decisions. So Pedersen, Hoglander, I'm assuming game time decisions, Garland and Quinn Hughes, I'm assuming are out, but like, I still, I'm still waiting for more updates. I still haven't seen any updates on Quinn Hughes and they called up Noah Jolson, a defenseman from the AHL. Um, I don't know, man, this is an absolute festival of a game. I really don't know what to make of it. Like it, it seems like we could get any type of Vancouver line combination. I suspect JT Miller uh, and Tanner Pearson will stay on the top line. I suspect Bo Horvat and Brock Besser will stay together. What the rest of the lineup looks like, I don't know. Uh, and if you look at Detroit's second and third lines, those are absolute disaster as well. Um, I don't know. Take this where you want to go. I'm out of words. Yeah, I don't know because, like, we just don't know lines. Like, if Garland's out, if, you know, Patterson and Hoglander game times, like, thing you hope they stay together is by Colson Horvat Besser and like that's the only line that we know we'll be in maybe <laughs> so like I don't know any we'll have to wait and see lines like JT Miller is obviously the most expensive so like if you put like Horvat Besser and somebody together like you don't have to put in Paul Pod Colson but like if you have Besser and Horvat together chances are they're going to play together like I just I don't know and that's a problem because it's 10 p.m. Eastern and it's a good matchup because the, the wings are just a mess as well. Like their second line is Zadina, Suter, Giovanni Smith. They're, you know what I mean? Like the third line, Verona, Valeno, Gagne. Like, okay. So like, yeah, I, I kind of had interest in the Canucks, but like there hasn't been anything definitive on what's happening with their lines, even though they were out of skate and, I don't think Brucey has spoke yet, so I don't know. Maybe we'll get some clarity after we get off the air and, you know, this and that. But, like, I have interest in Vancouver tonight. I just don't know the lines. And then on the Detroit side, I just don't have much interest in them if Nemestikov's on the top line. I wish, like, they had a player on the top line that can go with Larkin and Raymond. And I have, then I'd have some interest in that top line. I, th I still think he can do, like, Larkin, Raymond, and Cedar and move on in MME, but like, 
full stacking something. I just I don't want to stack the wings tonight. <sighs> this is honestly, I am at a loss for words what to do with this game because you look at the at the Detroit side, Giovanni Smith on the second line with Pia Suter. Like Sam Gagne, Joe Valeno down on the third line, I guess. Um, and then you look at the Vancouver side. Uh, if Connor Garland doesn't play, they have uh, Rempel, uh, AHL player. Uh, looks He's had a pretty good season in the AHL over a point per game, but he's 26 years old. Uh, so you got to wonder how much he has, you know, kind of in the tank there. Um, he is min price on DraftKings. So if he does play, you know, on the top line, you can get a top line uh, on DraftKings for, I don't know, 13 and change from Vancouver. It's just we don't know if the, that's what the lines are going to be. I think if I were to play Vancouver tonight, it'd be two-man stacks. Um, something like Miller Pearson or Horvat Besser or something along those lines. Um, you know, I think you're fine uh, to just go like Miller Besser because they'll play the power play together um, at least. So that's probably where I would go with the Canucks. Honestly, on the Detroit side, it's the top line that interests me here. But I'm also seeing like four to five percent ownership on them. It feels really high for them. Pardon me. It feels really, really high uh, for that line. Um, Detroit is on the road, haven't been playing well, coming in at four percent uh, in that filler status. Like we talked about uh, some other, like that Ryan O'Reilly line. I would rather play them, uh, the Detroit one here tonight. Um, I would rather play Columbus one, the Detroit one here tonight. I might even like, I'd rather play Montreal one, um, the Detroit one here tonight. I just don't see anything I want to play in this game unless we get some confirmation on Vancouver. So like, I think I might have like one off Besser, one off Miller, something like that. Other than that, I'm just moving on, um, on the blue line. Like if we get some news that Quinn Hughes is out, uh, I think Oliver Ekman Larson would make a pretty good play. He'll get the top power play minutes, probably 24, 25 minutes. But again, we just don't know. Um, Probably not playing any Detroit defenseman. What do you think? I concur. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, here at Osmo, we have an Osmo Hall of Fame. Uh, if you'd like to get into the Osmo Hall of Fame, this is how you do it. You download the Osmo avatar from Osmo.com slash avatar. You tweet your wins to the Osmo HOF account on Twitter. That's Osmo Hoff. And you can do all that. You can win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, you'll see Harrison Edmonds uh, taking down first place college basketball dime time, $25 off just uh, 10 cents. He went 10x that night in total. Good job by him. Carlos Manzo taking down first place or third place, sorry, uh, in the NBA pick and roll uh, last night. Uh, Dave DeRemmer taking down first place in golf uh, late round, first round, I believe, showdown uh, last Thursday. Uh, each 420. Uh, taking down second in that NBA pick and roll again uh, for $1,500. Nice hit by him. A uh, little bit of a parlay here. Uh, 10 out, 735 back on a five-player, uh, five-leg parlay, sorry. Uh, good job there by Jake Fantano. Uh, Jacob Pierce, JP Lee, 23 over on DraftKings. Uh, top of first uh, in NBA showdown. Not bad. Uh, and finally, YJD uh, taking down first place in uh, the NBA uh, looks like a solo entry. Congrats to him. So if you want to get into the Osmo Hall of Fame, just download the Osmo avatar from osmo.com slash avatar. Send your wins into the Osmo Hoff account. 
Uh, coming up after us, Locks Before Lock. That's our NBA prop betting show uh, for the game tonight, coming up at 4.30 with Aton and Svoka. Then after that is your NBA double dose of the deeper dive and live before lock. I'm really interested to see how those guys cover two hours for one NBA game. That should be a lot of fun to watch. That should be, that's going to be a lot of good banter back. <clears throat> uh, all right. Final two games to get to San Jose, 2.4 implied goal total going into Los Angeles. The Kings have a 3.1 implied goal total. Uh, Matt Roy hit the injured reserve. Drew Doughty was skating, but they're, say, they're saying he's going to be out tonight. Uh, Alex Edler, Looks like he's going to be back for Los Angeles. He's been out a while. Um, it's an interesting game because the Kings are missing a lot of defensemen. I mean, aside from just Matt Roy and Drew Doughty, uh, they're missing Sean Walker, Mikey Anderson. That's basically their top four defensemen um, all out of the lineup here tonight. San Jose only with a 2.4 total on the road, though. What do you think, Josh? Joking. Um yeah, there's a lot of ownership on the Kings here, like 30%. Well, not like 30% on the line, but like 16, like 12, 13% on the top line, like 15, 16% on the second line. Man, like Arvidsson being out, you think would slow down that second line, but with Arthur Kaliev there in a small sample, they're creating over four and a half expected goals for 60, <laughs> which is just crazy. And uh, I think they get top line matchups, though. Not that it matters too much. But, like, if more Dino Kalia are going to go out against, you know, the Couture line, I'll probably just go to the, the top line here of Ayafalo Kopitar Kempe because the Hurdle Barabanov Leonard line is not very good defensively, despite Hurdle getting like $9 trillion over eight years and an extension yesterday. So I'm in on the Sharks' top line. Like I get, I get the ownership here. Looking at the numbers on on Kings too, I just you know I don't know. I, there's other fillers that I'd rather play. I think, and on the shark side, don't mind taking a stab on um, Couture Meyer Dolan at two percent. You know, they're a little price like Meyer Couture are a bit pricey, but Dolan's twenty nine hundred brings the cost down a little bit. Don't mind taking a shot on the Sharks top line in MME. You're muted. My mistake. I started talking uh, and I had my, my button uh, on mute. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, like you said, um, if they very well uh, could see uh, the depth, uh, not the depth, uh, but some second and third lines getting some top line matchups, they got away from that uh, in their last game against Los Angeles uh, or against Colorado. Sorry, Los Angeles uh, moved that Kopitar line down to second line, second and third line matchups. Um, yeah, I do like San Jose one here. Uh, the top line hasn't played a lot of late because Jonathan Dolan was injured. Um, but they typically have been excellent this year. Um, they're generating 52 scoring chances together in their last 60 minutes of ice time going back uh, to the turn uh, going into January. So obviously they've been very, very good. They're coming in with uh, very low ownership. Um, so I do like San Jose's top line here tonight. Mid, like they're in that mid-price range, coming in with positive leverage. They've been very good most of this year uh, when they are together. So I like San Jose one here, not in on San Jose two. San Jose two is just really, really bad. Um, 
they just haven't been able to put together a second line without Timo Meyer there. So uh, yeah, San Jose won for me in this game. I'm probably going to be out on the Kings. Um, I look at their ownership. One out of three lineups tonight are going to have either Kings one or Kings two. Like if 30% of the field is going to have Los Angeles uh, here tonight, I will just go to San Jose. So San Jose won for me in this game. On the blue line, um, you brought it up to me that uh, San o- or sorry, um, Alex Edler, assuming he plays tonight, is Min Price. Uh, Min Price, Alex Edler is probably going to play over 20 minutes. Don't mind him. On the San Jose side, um, probably just Eric Carlson if I'm correlating. That's about it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't mind Edler at Min Price. Who knows what type of player he is at this point? But like, he's Min Price, so I'll, I'll find out. Uh, yeah, and it's just it's probably just Carlson or Middleton for me on the shark side. All right, let's get to this last game then. Florida, 3.6 implied gold total going into Vegas. Vegas has a 2.9 implied gold total. Uh, Vegas is going to be missing some players in this one. They have a lengthy injury list. Um, looks like Nick Haig is going to be out tonight uh, for them. They are already missing uh, a couple defensemen. So Dylan Coughlin. Looks like he might be skating uh, up on the top pair with Alex Petrangelo. I would just be, I would caution there that I think they're probably just going to play Petrangelo, Theodore, White Cloud a whole bunch and then just mix and match defensemen after that. Like I wouldn't say Coughlin's going to get like 22 minutes or something here tonight. On the Florida side, you know, predictably they booted Joe Thornton off the top line uh, once they caught out of San Jose. So Max Mammon back on the top line for Florida with Carter Verhage. Anthony Duclair back on the second line where he normally is, which means Sam Reinhardt down to the third line. Um, it's a pretty big total here for Florida. And I'm looking at Florida ownership and there's none, like none. I'm looking at 2% between their top three lines with a 3.6 total. I think we found our game, Josh. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Just cause like, the the Golden Knights have been sending out Stevenson against Top Comp, so they're probably going to get Barkov. Maybe that changed with with the real wild Bill Carrier out. We don't know, but like Carlson Eichel Marchessault, very high event. Oh, they said Carrier's playing. He just took he, oh, his his okay. his was an actual maintenance day today. Okay, so yeah, so like Eichel Carlson Marchessault getting the Bennett matchup, and like yeah, that Eichel Carlson Marchessault line has a pretty small sample, but in that sample, it's. They're giving up 20 high danger chances against for 60, which is a large number. Like Eichel going against Bennett, that's going to be very high event both ways. It's just going to be up and down hockey. So, yeah, I'm interested in Vegas one, but they're coming in with double digits. So I'd rather just go to Florida two. We're coming in at 2%. Uh, they got two guys on the top power play. Like, yeah, Bennett's minutes might be a bit of a concern, but like, I don't know. I'd much rather have the higher total side here than play Eichel double digits with these guys. Um, you know, he's playing with different linemates all the time. So Florida two, Vegas one, I'm interested in, but I'd rather just go to Florida two. Yeah, Florida two for me in this game, they've been excellent together. Um, coming in with no ownership, you want to add in some Barkov uh, for power play stack, I think that's fine, but no. Uh, it For me, it's Florida two in this game. Um, you know, with Anthony Duclair there, uh, you know, I, I do like Duclair there on that second line. And, you know, he's a fair bit cheaper than Sam Reiner. So it makes that stack a lot cheaper. All right. 
We're out of here, Josh. I'm going to ask you for your hat trick picks and your goalies. My hat trick pick for tonight is the guy I just mentioned, Anthony Duclair from Florida. My goalies are uh, Billy Husso, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, UC Saros, and if you want to get some spiciness, James Reimer. Yep, I'll add to the spiciness with Nadalkovich. If all those guys from the uh, the Canucks are out, don't even mind Jake Allen. That's really that's really spicy. My hat trick pick is going to be Alex Tuck. Ooh, I like that. Alex Tuck, Anthony Duclair are your hat trick picks for tonight. All right, we got to get out of here. As I mentioned, uh, lots of NBA coming up. So if you're playing NBA, NBA, stick around for that. We do have a show coming up tomorrow for that six game slate. So we will be back in a little under 23 hours. So until then, for producer Mike, for Josh, our single entry assassin, Michael Clifford saying good luck tonight, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.